and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm your host, Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. And welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm your host, Molly Merwin. Welcome to episode seven. We are doing flatmates today. I am joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. Ladies, how are you doing? How are you surviving this week? Daisy, I'll start with you. I am good. Um, Lockdown is still not that much fun, but on the whole, you know, I'm walking the dog, just getting through it. Nothing. (laughs) That sounded like a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just getting through it. I can confirm that walking the dog is a euphemism for... It's a walk, Kaylee? (laughs) What is it a euphemism for? For wanking. Walking the dog's a euphemism for wanking. Okay, well, that's what I've been doing all week. Just furiously masturbating. She's been there a lot. There's a lot of time. I like that you added in the word furiously. Furiously. I like that. How I wank. No one else? Okay. (laughs) We've got off to a shaky start. Great start, Sorry, my fault, my fault. It's just if you say euphemism, I can't help but... It's when you say... What do you? What word? Are you saying euphemism? Yeah. What am I saying? Euphemism. Oh no, you did that. It sounded time. like you were saying euphemism. No, euphemism. Euphemism. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's lost meaning. Words are difficult. Okay, Kaylee, how are you doing? How are you surviving? Yeah, I'm surviving. I am. Um, obviously, you all know that I was solo isolating, but I had a man in a vase, which was the little blue man from Tiger. Right. And he went mouldy, so I had to throw <gasps> him in the bin. Oh, no. Yeah, it, so he sorry. stunk as well. So um, it was time to throw him away. Typical guy. Typical man. <laughs> Green and mouldy. Not even one in a, in a jar who smells good. But it was weird because when I threw him in the bin, I had like a memory of being a kid and flushing my dead goldfish down the toilet and it being like quite an emotional thing. Mm. Did, did anyone else do that with their goldfish? Not when it was alive. Yeah, I had, no, no, no. I had to, I did, but I had to have my brother do it. I couldn't do it myself. So I was like, can you flush it down? I don't even know if he remembers that, but yeah, my oldest brother did it for me because I, I couldn't do it. And then there is, I don't know, have you, I don't know, urban legend, old whatever, but that there's this story that if you flush, you got to be careful about flushing goldfish or fish down the drain because they may not actually be dead. And then there's like fish swimming around in the pipes. Did you guys ever hear that? Maybe my mother just told me that. I actually did hear that. I did not hear that. And I think that they'd be having more fun than in a bowl on a table. Yeah, except they'd be in the sewer. But maybe it's fun. It's like the dark side of life, isn't it? (laughs) It is. Okay, ladies, so this week we are talking about flatmates or roommates. And we started talking about this because recently I read an article about Richard Madden, who a lot of people know as Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. He was most recently in 1917 here in the UK. He was in The Bodyguard. And he is was roommates or flatmates with Brandon Flynn, who is another actor that you can see in 13 Reasons Why. And so they were roommates and then apparently they had a falling out and they have cut ties with each other. And I believe Mm. Richard moved in into Amelia Clark's place that she's not, she just has like an extra house. (laughs) And so Richard Madden moved in there for now. Wow. So it's like celebrities. They're just like us and not. So that's kind of what kind of sparred this the thought that you know 
even celebrities have falling outs with their flatmates and have to move out into their friends' mansions, just like us. Ladies, what's your experience been with flatmates? Kaylee has a look. I actually have a brilliant story about when I lived in Barcelona, because I lived in a lot of houses and uh, the, the living situations were very different to living in London. And I moved into this house and it was 260 euros a month, all inclusive. And it was in Rambla de Raval, which is a really good area to live in. It's lots of nice cafes. It's got good mm -hmm. bars, like music. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very central. Yeah. And I would be living with three other guys and the two of them I met. Now, one of them was the most gorgeous Argentinian guy who I am still friends with now. And the other guy was kind of an introverted guitar teacher. And the other guy, I, I heard he was a pianist and that was it. And I didn't really know much about him. So I moved into this house, but the room didn't have a window going outside. It only had an internal window. So it was was very it was it wasn't it wasn't the lightest room it was quite dark it felt a bit like a prison cell the bed was yeah. a bit rocked to the side and it didn't have much furniture so it wasn't like the most glorious living days of my life but I just sort of had to take it and the flatmates were all right and I never met this guy Paul at all that was his name Paul and but I could hear him like in his room because his room was next to mine and he was very loud on the bed and I thought is this guy a womanizer <laughs> and he, yeah I could also hear him playing the piano and he was very beautiful I heard him never saw him and then one day I was going to the bathroom it was three o'clock in the morning and I was coming out of the my bedroom and then I just heard hola guapa and I looked and there was a guy with like one eye and the one eye he had was sort of it was deformed which meant that I didn't realize but he was blind and I yeah. just think if yeah if you're gonna live with somebody who's blind you need to be told that because yeah. I was leaving I wasn't taking care of my things so often I would hear Paul outside my door going oh, there!" and I'd left maybe my bag outside my door yeah. and I didn't know and he tripped over on it oh. and so I just thought yeah like why didn't they tell me that I was living with a blind man because this is it's not like I wouldn't live there but it means yeah. I would have taken more care Absolutely. and I was really frightened because Paul walked around naked they told him oh, that he had to wear clothes because there's a girl that's going to be living here but he ju he just liked to walk around naked so he was naked and I just I didn't expect to see him and then I remember like telling my friends this story and they said oh yeah that's so odd that they didn't tell you that he was blind and I was like yeah but he's he's I said, but he is an amazing pianist. And they misheard and thought, <laughs> I said, yeah, but he's got an amazing penis. And they're like, you're disgusting. You're the worst person ever. And I was like, what do you mean? It's lovely. And they're like, oh my gosh, really? And I was like, but it's so nice. And they were like, we are not on your level here now. And I was like, but it's beautiful. You wake up in the morning. They're like, stop. You hear the music. And they were like, you hear the music. And I was like, yeah, he plays the piano. And then we got on the same page. And I'm like, oh, we thought you said penis. I would often see him on the streets and I would accompany him to the tube and stuff. But he he was raucous. Like I remember once seeing him walk to the tube and I walked with him and he held onto my arm and he had his white stick and he got to the steps and he did not go down the steps. He just carried on walking. So I had to like grab him. He, he was He was an interesting guy to live with for the time that I did live there. 
<laughs> wow. Daisy, how about you? What has your experience been with flatmates? Good, bad, and different? It depends. I've lived with a few flatmates over the years, some of which have been great, some have been less than great. But that what's nice about that is it's very um what's the word? I was about to say democratic, that's what I mean. To like tactful, because if they happen to be listening to it, which I really doubt, they wouldn't know whether they were the nightmare or whether they were the good <laughs> one. But no, I have had some really lovely flatmates actually, but I I also, some flatmates have been kind of a nightmare. But then I think looking back, especially when I was younger, I was probably also a nightmare to live with. I talk about it a bit in one of my tips, but I think, yeah, I was probably just as bad at times. Do you want to say why? Or are you going to get that to, into that in your tip? Well, I think when I was much younger, I drank a lot more than I do now. And drunk me is nobody's friend. And... <laughs> least of all mine Fair. I also think and this is the interesting thing uh, I mean I say that like I'm an expert but guys here's some interesting thing I've fully committed to <laughs> we're used to that Daisy from you <laughs> but I think the interesting thing about mental health is in the past when I've either been very depressed or very anxious one thing that is not spoke a lot I don't think spoke about a lot in terms of mental health because it doesn't make a good slogan is that when you're not well you can be kind of an asshole and I think when I wasn't feeling great I would always be just much more selfish much less tolerant have much more of a kind of not a temper as such but I'd be much more irritable and looking back it's because I probably wasn't very well back then but I think that I probably didn't know enough as in my early 20s about mental health to even appreciate I was probably just quite depressed so but to live with I think I would have been a complete pain in the ass. (laughs) well good for you to that I'm sure sure I was very happy now yeah I mean now I'm a delight but I'm sure but you know what I mean though sometimes you have to think oh yeah when someone's quite down they can be very irrational very you know and that is something that I think is never spoke about is that you know sometimes if someone's mentally struggling they can behave like a dickhead you know it sounds like you're coming over to the hippie side daisy (laughs) oh god no we knew it would happen eventually what day is today no it does what you're saying it is true like that the sort of way we shouldn't judge people as harshly as we do because people do change and especially like when we were younger like the way university was presented to us as Mm. this drinking culture yeah yeah, totally it was chaotic yeah Yeah, definitely and alcohol you brings out your best side makes you feel more confident Mm -hmm. but then there was a lot Mm -hmm. of percussions to that um so yeah repercussions repercussions it's not a band percussion Mm, the repercussions i couldn't figure out then whether you would just cut out or whether you had said percussions which i thought was adorable (laughs) is that what happened that no she said percussions i said percussions oh funny Maybe that's a new way of saying yeah. the percussion. <laughs> no, I think that I think you're both right, especially with flatmates. I think the most important thing is I know it sounds so it's not, it's something so simple, but it's so important. It's communication and just being like, I'm having a shit day to day. I need to just be left alone. Or or when you move in, just you know, talking about those kinds of things. I've been with the same flatmate for a while now, my husband. <laughs> and we have a rule, you know, when you first because he's a first romantic boy I've lived with. I've lived with guys before, but not nothing sexual happening. And when we moved in together, we would have roommate request, we call it. And so sometimes you just 
need things or don't need things or want things. And that's just for you to survive. Like that's just how you live. And so we'd tell each other that just to say, okay, I'm about to tell you something. So this isn't a personal attack. This is just so I can live with you and not want to strangle you. And so we'd always be like roommate request. And so that just automatically means, yeah, I don't hate you. I just need this to survive. And I think, yeah, I just, you know, this is, this isn't a personal, it's just, this is just a roommate request because we are roommates for life. Yeah. That sounded very scary though. Is he consensual in this? (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding. But yes, he is. It is a very consensual roommate situation. If anything, he asked me to be his, actually, he did ask me to be his roommate. Yeah. He asked me to move in with him. So there you go. It was me giving my consent, not the other way around. <laughs> I have a funny roommate story. I don't think she listens and I'm not going to say who it is. Anyway, I've, I've actually had pretty overall, pretty good flatmate experiences overall. I mean, obviously you have moments, days where you're like, just clean the fucking dishes or empty the fucking dishes or, oh, you're being loud. But overall, I've had really good experiences, but I had a flatmate one time. I was hanging over at my boyfriend's place. It got kind of late. I wanted to go home. So I did. I got home and opened the door to sounds of passion because she left her door open. And I got to see all that. So I just like quickly ran into my room and I, you know, I tried to shut it. Not anyway, they figured out that I got home and then they quickly like shut it. Have you heard the song by uh, Simon and Garfunkel? It's the sounds of passion. (laughs) I like that. The sounds of passion. It's nice. Got a ring to it, Molly. I've heard, I heard a lot of passion Mm. that night. Okay, ladies, we've got to help people survive flatmates. Just to remind you, audience, thanks again for listening or thanks for coming. And each week, Daisy and Kaylee each bring three top tips to tell you how to survive. And this week, flatmates, they present their top tip. The other person gives a rebuttal. And then I decide whose top tip was the best. We will give you three top tips by the end of the episode. And then one of them will be crowned survivalist of the week. Now, Daisy won last week. She has a two-episode streak of Survivalist of the Week. However, overall, it is now tied three to three. Kaylee has won three. Daisy has won three. So we will see who wins this week. Nothing will be equal after this. There will be a winner and there will be a loser, as there is every week. But now the stakes are a little higher. (laughs) Okay, ladies. If you're ready, I'm ready. Always ready, Molly. I know you are, Kaylee. I know you Mm -hmm. are. And Daisy, since you were the champion last week, you were the survivalist of the week, you will begin. What is your first top tip for surviving flatmates? Okay, my first top tip is consider having sex with your flatmate and also support sex workers online. So these two things are linked as I will explain. Firstly, I got my information. I always, I'm never quite sure where to put this in. So I'm just gonna do it right at the top from Twitter, Cosmopolitan, The Guardian, and a website called www.livemint.com. So that's, <laughs> that's that, that's that thank out of the way. Thank you for your professionalism. Uh, thank you for taking all the <laughs> options for all the articles. <laughs> Well, I never, I always hear on podcasts that people kind of give their sources and I never know where to do it. So I thought, let's just open with that. Anyway, okay. So basically this week it came out that now it is illegal to have sex with someone who is from 
so I think before it's a bit complicated because I think before it was illegal, but in the terms it would have been a gathering, but now it's illegal for both parties to have sex with someone from another household. I'm not really sure how they would enforce that. I don't know whether yeah. if you have sex with someone from somewhere else, they're just going to like bust your door down. I would doubt it. They do, um, they do. It happened to me. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, d I don't know, you know, whether they prosecute, but but apparently now you, you can't actually have sex with someone from another, uh, another household. It's an amendment to the Health Protection Coronavirus Restrictions Regulations 2020 bill. I think what I find kind of problematic about it. So firstly, there was research from Anglia Ruskin and Ulster University found that six in 10 Britons have gone without sex in lockdown anyway, which makes sense to me because although I live with my husband, I also live with my two parents who have literally no concept of knocking on a door. So <laughs> I get that. Um, and for most people, I guess not having sex is probably, <laughs> I mean, it's probably difficult, but it's it's survivable. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's inconvenient. It's been two months. I get that. I mean, there are other ways now in a modern world of having sex, like phone sex, for example. I could not do that with my husband because how, and I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning this on a podcast. My husband is the sweetest man alive. Absolutely. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Dreadful at dirty talk. So <laughs> I, I quite like dirty talk. I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk about that. I think that sex is a good thing and no one should ever feel shame about it. But I tried to get my husband to do something. I've just slightly lowered my voice because I'm aware my parents are in the next room. And I said, um, Oh, you know, he said, I just, I don't get it. You know, I don't know how to do it. And I said, look, you say something that is normally quite rude or impolite, but in that context, in that kind of passion, it's okay. And then that night, he honestly, he was like, yeah, do you like that, you dumb bitch? And I was like, that's not good. So obviously, phone sex is an option for everyone. But people, there's a group of people that I think aren't spoke about enough who are massively impacted by things like not being able to have sex with people outside of you know the home which is sex workers because obviously they make their living from having sex with people you know a whole variety of people and apparently some of them so a charity called beyond the streets which supports sex workers uh in east london as part of its work has said that many of the women that come to the charity have struggled because obviously they're struggling to apply for uni universal credit which is benefits some of them don't have access to email they only have burner phones like they don't necessarily have permanent addresses some of them it's it's really difficult but you can actually support sex workers online so there, there's an article from live mint which i mentioned earlier because as you know i have to just you know get so my references in all over the place and the article was really interesting it was saying how they're using google pay and basically like zoom and things that they did before but a lot of sex workers are really kind of embracing using technology and i think this this is the same argument i would have for porn or anything else i think people should pay for it i think that mm -hmm. if you and support it because these women are still, mm -hmm. as I said, a lot of them are going to struggle with getting universal credit. They still have to live and survive. And, you know, if you want it, I have zero problem with two adults. If one wants to 
pay another to do whatever. If you're an, a consenting adult, I just don't care about it as long as no one's hurt. So I think, you know, pay for your porn if you watch it and pay for... Because that's how people remain safer, uh, especially women. So that's yeah, that's what I would say. But in terms of flatmates, consider having sex with your flatmate because lockdown is boring, you know? So support <laughs> sex workers, by all means, pay for them online to do whatever if you want to. I'm not a judge. But also, if you live with your flatmate and you've not looked at them in that way before, legally, you can have sex with them. Just fill your boots what's the worst that can happen you can all just move out once lockdown's over if it's awkward so it's not <laughs> I admit, that's not my most responsible tip but that's my tip great thank you daisy kaylee your rebuttal so i got my sources for my rebuttal from watermelon.com big massive goblet fire.org and um crepe paper at tiger farm <laughs> Go on. Okay. Was, was that it? That's not my, that's not just my rebuttal. I think that we should be able to delay our desires. And if a door's closed, don't knock. And I don't want to rebut support sex, work, sex workers because I think that we should be. And there's a number of charities that people can donate to in order to do that. But I don't think it's fair on humans' right just to be like, oh, I'll have sex with you because you're there. Like, it's not very good for someone's self-esteem. So I think that I didn't say force them, just to be very clear. That is something very different. Oh, I I didn't mean that. But actually, now you say that, Daisy. (laughs) Okay, so what's your rebuttal, Kaylee, in one sentence? So so my rebuttal is that it's not good for people's self-esteem if you're just saying have sex with them because they're there because they might actually really like the other person and it might be a good experience for them and it wouldn't be a fair thing is this about the blue man (laughs) daisy it's always about the blue man (laughs) okay thank you kaylee thank you and i forgot to say before we got started listeners we are again you know because we can we're changing it up now on we definitely will be giving two points to an argument but one point for the rebuttal is now optional so every single time there will be two points given to an argument but rebuttals may not get anything so keeping it fresh Okay, Kaylee, thank you very much. It is now your turn for your first top tip for surviving flatmates. Okay, so my top tip is don't make rules, have agreements. The first part of this top tip is directed at landlords and longstanding tenants who assert their power to negative effect. Don't expect tenants to live under a quasi-feudal regime. We all know the story of the landlord who wouldn't leave his tenant pigs alone. He kept turning up unannounced and blowing down their houses just to assert the power until one little piggy took the power back and built brick boundaries that a wolf's breath could not knock down. Wolf landlord panicked. Who is he if he isn't terrorizing his tenants? He tries to enter the house without official notice or paperwork. He doesn't follow the agreements and he doesn't honor the privacy of his tenants. So he boils in a pan of hot, hot, hot redemption. And that was the birth of flatmates, believe it or not. With the wolf gone, the three piggies then owned this brick house all to themselves. And as they could not afford mortgages on separate houses, given the fact that all these piggies are millennials, they had to cohabit together. So they split the living fees between them but it wasn't all happily ever after for the little piggies. One pig was vegan, the other was an opera singer, and the final one was obsessed with cleanliness. After the landlord was out of the picture and they shared the house fairly, trouble came to paradise. 
There were post-its on the milk. Don't drink, it's mine, from the brick pig. In the group WhatsApp, one little pig kept posting passive-aggressive videos of when the other pigs left the tap dripping, mm. saying, can we please think of the fucking planet? That would be painful. What do you mean? Can we please save the planet? Yeah. Yeah. Was that little pig called Kaylee? Yeah, shock. Yeah. See, we are the little piggies, the three of us cohabiting in this podcast universe together. And the straw pig was the one to realize that rules were not helping their relationship. So this pig, straw pig, called a meeting. He said, hey, when was the last time we did something fun together, huh? So they ordered themselves a Papa John's and got some posh Belgian beer. Lefe, in case you were wondering, mm. the blonde one, in case you were wondering again. I was, I was. It is the best mm-hmm. one. So they had that, they sat together and they worked on some agreements because agreements are something you come to as a group and rules are something that somebody makes. The days they spent thereafter were much easier under these new agreements. So opera singer pig practiced when the other pigs were at work. Vegan pig had a drawer of his own for his cooking utensils and clean pig was pleased with their new cleaning rotor. Of course, it was a continuous process, but the main thing the pigs liked was that they realized they were all good pigs who liked each other and that living with others is hard, stressful, but also manageable. Just for jokes one night, they Googled other rooms available in the world. The grass was not greener on the other side, so they found hot man looking for sexy girl to share a bed with. Mm. only apply if you take 13 minutes or less in the shower no pigs (laughs) now inspired by these three pigs i did some googling myself and i found a guardian article about flat share ads it shared the story of evelyn age 35 who would be expected to abide by a list of 31 rules if she moved into the property that was the landlord told her and the other three people that lived there that they had to abide by these rules that he did not abide Mm. to Mm. so rules are problematic some of these rules included showers can't be longer than 15 minutes. You're not you're only allowed two visitors a month. What? But you need to put you need to put in for their permission to visit two weeks in advance. And you need to wash up straight after you've eaten and immediately return to your room. And if you leave the dishes in the sink, you will be charged 15 pounds per dish. Sounds like a prison. Yeah, those rules were very much problematic. And a lot of people were having to live in these horrible rule infested houses because of our housing crisis at the moment. So I don't think flat sharing should be an opportunity for homeowners or the person who has been longest in the property to be a dictator. Don't make rules, have agreements. As this housing crisis continues to escalate, more of us will be forced to live with strangers well into our adulthood. So need some tips? Here's some from me. Don't microwave mackerel in a communal area. I mean, that's a bit obvious, isn't it? It stinks. Mm-hmm. Don't do a blanche to bouse and have a bath for the whole duration of a party. <laughs> and have sex quietly. Yeah, I can I can vouch for that one. Yeah, exactly. Housemate, like the key is in the second syllable. Mate is in the word to encourage a friendship and a relationship, which is based on agreements, not rules. Thank you, Kaylee. I have a, I, oh, I do have a a confession that that made me think of that I hate. I was this person. You mackerelled in the microwave. I did. It was, it was salmon actually, I think. And not only that, what makes it even worse. I didn't know. I didn't know guys is I did it at work. Oh, 
was that person. I was that person. I know. But then my friend, and so I was living with a friend at the time, and they said, they're like, um, that kind of smells. I was like, oh no, I'm sorry. Like it smelled good to me. Like I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh no, I'm sorry. I'll just I'll just have it for my lunch. And they're like, you have that for your lunch? And I was like, yeah, I just heated up at work. And then somebody else, like the next day, I didn't bring it. But somebody else had heated up something. I was like, I've been a dick this entire time. So I was that person. You can judge me. I don't care. No, I don't. I don't actually judge you because I think we all have lunches that yeah, stink. I, but imagine oh, if no, like you wake up at seven in the morning. Oh. And there's just oh, natural. yeah, no. I've seen the arrow of my ways, but I was that person once. Okay, Daisy, your rebuttal. I actually think that rules can be really helpful because I think when you're sharing a space, as many people are forced to with a stranger, if you're the homeowner and you're letting out that space, saying from the very start, because you could have so many avoidable, unnecessary arguments where things aren't going to plan whereas actually if you're really clear and set boundaries at the start and you're like look rule don't even you know dish in the sink longer than half an hour whatever it is actually it's not that unreasonable and I think then everyone knows where they stand I'm much more I'm glad I don't live with you but I'm much more comforted by people who give very clear expectations so if I live with someone they say look his rule, his rule. I then know, okay, if I do these things, I've done my bit, I'm not making anyone mad. Whereas if it's all a bit kind of in the air and it keeps changing, I like the security that a rule is an absolute and it doesn't change. The expectation is clear and you don't, you know, then I know that I can't fall short of it. Whereas if one minute someone's going, oh, you know, that's fine, no worries. And then they're saying, oh, can you pick that up? I'm like, oh, where do I stand? Whereas a rule is just like, no, okay, I get it. I respect your, you know, choices. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Okay, these are both really great ladies. I'm going to, we have Daisy, consider having sex with your flatmate and support sex workers. And Kaylee, don't have rules, have agreements. Both excellent. And you both made excellent rebuttals. So I'm actually not going to give any points for rebuttals because I think both your rebuttals were succinct and really good. And I can't just give you both points. So you kind of cancel each other out on that. So I'm going to give two points for the top tip to Kaylee, because I do think, I do hear what you're saying when you're rebuttal, Daisy, but I do think it's all about when you have flatmates, it's all about communicating. And if you come to an agreement, that means you both, you both, or if there's multiple people, everyone sat down and they agreed on these, on, on things. So it's not like a dictatorship. And I completely agree with that completely. So that is two points to Kaylee to get us started. And Kaylee, you are actually now going to start. What is your second top tip for surviving flatmates? It's funny because I I nearly had this top tip as number one, which is funny because it's kind of the opposite of Daisy's about the sex thing. Not sex workers, but the sex thing. So top tip number two is maintain open communication and think about whether you should have sex with your housemate. So I looked at Split Rent's blog called An Affair to Remember about why hooking up with flatmates is a bad idea. In fact, 43% of people surveyed said that they'd already had an affair with a flatmate and 60% of them also believed that it was a bad idea. I've definitely fancied flatmates, but never got with them. However, I never lived with Leonard Cohen. So who knows if I had have lived with him. (laughs) 
But saying that in I'm saying think about it before you do it, because saying no to someone just because you live with them is a rule. And as I said before, I don't think we should have rules. And I think that just because they live with you, it's very oppressive. And it might limit your options a bit. So I don't know if you knew this, but there's an 11th commandment. And it is, thou shalt not fuck thy roommate, which is insane. Oh, I, did, I, I have mm. not heard that one. It's a secret one. It's a ah. secret one. Did they use fuck in the Bible? Uh, they do. Yeah. But it, it's an abridged oh. version. And yeah, they, they don't really let you read oh, okay. that bit. But because I'm dyslexic, yeah. I'm allowed to no, read that bit. Okay. It's, not in the, <laughs> new, it's not in the King James version, I guess. No, no. no okay. No. Good to know. Cool. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, no worries, no worries. So, okay, so 11th commandment. And I say think long and hard about whether you should sleep together is because making a move on your housemate is one that will impact everyone you live with and the dynamic will change. Talking it through with a roommate before and maintaining open communication can help you process how you're feeling. The fact that it doesn't end well should not be an indicator of why you should go for it. So 60% of these relationships end badly, but there's relationship stories that are good that have come out of this so because the statistics say it's a bad idea but actually if you think about it most relationships there are bad stories so there's Mm -hmm. relationships that end badly when you haven't lived with that person so it seems an easy thing to latch on to that don't sleep with your with your flat babes because it ends badly but actually a lot of relationships end badly there's high statistics there Relationships are difficult and living with someone you start dating is just a different dynamic. Even if it is just a drunken kiss when you're both drunk, don't give yourself a hard time, but do be honest and again, maintain that open communication about how you're feeling because if not, things will get complicated and you need to follow the example of the three little pigs that I was talking about earlier. So after a couple of years, branch pig and brick pig started to develop (laughs) feelings for each other. Don't roll your eyes at me, Daisy. (laughs) Oh, here she goes again with her pigs. Don't eat pigs. Write stories about them. Okay, so um, after a couple of years, (laughs) branch pig and brick pig started developing feelings for each other. They didn't tell straw pig and without realizing it, they excluded straw pig. They were sneaking around and going on outings without straw pig and it made him feel really insecure and lonely. One day over a mamado pizza and a rosé, straw pig asked the other two, have you guys got a problem with me? Like, I feel like you're abandoning me. I just feel a bit left out. Hmm. Straw pigs being very brave. He's opening the communication. Both pigs felt really terrible they didn't realize how much of an effect their behavior was having on straw pigs mental health and they apologized and eventually told the truth so the open communication that was happening there relieved straw pig of a lot of tension that he was feeling and the dynamic did change but straw pig understood why his roommates were behaving strange and was able to accept that they loved each other but the three of them also were still friends and roommates Oh, what a lovely fairy tale. I didn't I didn't get that one in, in primary school, so I feel I feel I've been fulfilled now. Thank you, Kaylee. It's one of the twelfth commandments, the story ah, of the three little the thank three little you. piggies. Again, not the King James version. Excellent. I actually have a friend. I'm gonna try to keep this very vague. I have a friend Very who, vague. Well, I don't wanna I, I don't want to be them to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have a friend that, that got out of a long term relationship and they had a house. 
that they shared with their partner and that partner moved out. And so he got a, they got a flatmate, a female, it's a guy. Okay. It's a guy. And then they started sleeping together. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's, you know, like asking him when he was going to get home and when they were going to do stuff. And he's like, I, I just, I hate this. Like she acts like we're in a relationship and well, you guys live together and you're sleeping together. Did you have any kind of conversation? Of course, she's going to think you're in a relationship. Mm, yeah. Anyway, that's what that's the think. importance of open communication. Okay. Sorry, Daisy. What is your rebuttal? So I got a little bit confused because Kaylee seemed to 180 on her point. Was your point, Kaylee, not to have sex with your flatmate? No, it wasn't that. It, my point is to have open communication. It's a shame you didn't listen to that bit, Daisy. It just, it was so baffling. It went on so many, I don't know where we are. Because you also, you, it, it, my rebuttal would be that in the spirit of open communication, every point you've made this episode, as opposed to research, <laughs> is based on lies. Like, I was going to say that lies. if it was having, like, you just make stuff up. It's all about the three pigs and, you so know. I, up, it's true. But that's a fairy. Okay, well, I would say don't openly communicate because actually Tom Thumb and Thumbelina, this is a fairy tale not many people know, but actually they started having sex with each other whilst they were flatmates, never spoke about it. They had really poor communication issues, but it meant they were happily married for years. They actually did for a hundred years happily in fairyland because of that. It looks like you don't even believe in your rebuttal. <laughs> Uh, you were just, pushed to the silly. limit if we, no I just think that every week I come on here and I'm trying to win my <laughs> argument by presenting a good argument you just make it up you just say anything you say well the, the research from the uh, the Three Pigs Institute has said no, this I'm week not using the research research research. Research. Okay, okay, okay 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 thank you thank you thank you <laughs> It was as that was getting a little shrill, and you know I hate using that word. <laughs> but can I just? I do just need to say one thing in in defence because I was heavily attacked okay. just then. Okay. I use statistics which come from legitimate sources, which I do reference. So split rent is a thing. It's not a fairy tale. It'd be a bit of a shit fairy tale if it's like split rent the fairy tale. But also, I use my imagination because that's how I receive information and that's how I process things so I use the the three little pigs and I thought that was really creative and I'm giving myself like high fives in my brain great you should Kaylee okay thank you Daisy what is your they'll be, they'll be back they are coming back <laughs> oh I had no doubt Daisy <laughs> what is your second top tip for surviving flatmates so my second top tip is based on personal experience of having had flatmates firstly avoid passive aggression so doing things like I used to have a friend that would ask really passive aggressive questions so I'm terrible at timekeeping and if I was late she would go like say I turned up at 10 past 12 if we were meeting somewhere she'd go oh I thought we were meeting at 12 what? and you know what she means is because yeah. you're 10 minutes late it's like well turns out it's 10 past 12 I just thought I couldn't take it so avoid passive aggression and that thing of like people when so if you leave a plate for on the side or like, you know, you haven't done your dishes, but it's only been like an hour. Obviously, if it's a day, maybe give someone a hint. But if it's just a couple of hours, don't do that thing where you just pile all their plates and put them like mm. on the kitchen table or somewhere completely irrelevant just to make the point. Oh, look what I had to do. Yeah, I think that I mean, passive aggression, I think with flatmates can go 
to extremes. And I do think it's better just to be open and say, can you do something different? There were lots of articles I found. I found an article on Time Out with tips to survive your flatmates. I also found one on Cosmopolitan, but they all gave similar tips. It was things like setting boundaries and giving each other space. So like if someone shuts their door, like they want to be on their own, just respect they want to be on their own. But one thing I, my main tip would be consider sometimes whether or not you're the issue, because I think that we all as human beings have a really strong self-serving bias that we will always assume that we're in the right, even if we're probably not. And I think it's because it's human nature. It's human nature to defend yourself. It's human nature to see things from our own perspective, because that's what we're used to doing. And I think that you could do this thing, which I do sometimes, if I've ever had like a discussion or a debate with a friend, because I think I'm one of those people that Kaylee will not believe this, but I am very sweet natured, I think. Um, And I'm quite sensitive and I do care about people a lot. And I'm someone who, if I, like if someone fell out with me, I would be really upset about it. If I thought I'd done something wrong, I'd feel really guilty. I'd say, oh God, what have I done? And want to patch it up. So what I do in those circumstances is I do this exercise where I imagine both myself and the other person a characters in a play and if someone else explained to me what had happened in the third person and said you know Daisy you were making a valid point the character of Kaylee took it very personally she became very shrill you were very cool about it I'm only joking but you know what I mean if someone said okay so the character of Daisy came into the room and she put something on tv and then the character of whoever changed it and then Daisy changed it back Try and think if I wasn't myself, would I think that that character's actions were unreasonable? And I find if I distance myself emotionally from something, sometimes I actually do end up with maybe I'm the one in the wrong and sometimes the opposite. But I think it's a good way to to just remove yourself when it's very emotive, which I think when you live with someone, it can be, especially when you're stuck with them all day, which we have been recently. That's the end. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. Daisy brought up quite a lot of problematic things it, and you encounter when you live with people, passive aggressiveness, TV, dish plates, anything like that. I think it can all be cured by open communication. So again, I come back to my tip because I think that everything Daisy talked about in her top tip can be cured with open communication because thinking about if you're to blame is like having inner awareness and communicating with yourself and then opening that conversation up to people and saying is it all right if I have some time watching the tv it's often you oh is it like I think you I think you listen to the tv too much oh right okay so let's I don't know let's that's weird that we both think that way okay thank you Kaylee great oh man ladies Let's do the rest of this as a musical. Just kidding. (laughs) Daisy, you were like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't mind it. Even though you're a really good singer. Daisy, you're such a good singer. I forgot about that. Yeah, Daisy, you are a good singer. (laughs) I think that the the look Daisy gave was like, oh God, Molly's not going to sing now, is she? No, I'm not. Don't worry. I wouldn't do that to you both. I like you too much. Okay, so I'm going to give the two points to Daisy. Avoid passive aggressive. Consider... If you're the, I, consider the issue, if you're the issue, think about it as a play. I thought that was so lovely. Uh, I think that's just kind of what empathy is, but I think that's a really good way of trying to take a step back 
and a really good way of like applying empathy and, and, and looking at it from, you know, multiple angles. And I had a, a roommate once and she's a friend still. Gosh, she's passive aggressive. And I'm just very like direct. And if I have an issue, I'm just going to be direct. Don't be passive aggressive, especially when you're living with someone. So it's two points to Daisy, but I'm going to give, we are going to give a rebuttal point to Kaylee because I thought she very effectively used her rebuttal to support her top tip. I do agree with Daisy's top tip. I prefer that one, but I liked how Kaylee supported her top tip with her rebuttal. So I'm going to give one point to Kaylee. It is now two to three. It really is any ladies game and we will see what happens. Daisy, what is your third top tip for surviving flatmates? My third top tip is, and I got the information this from the Daily Mail, which I hate, but I then checked it on a few American sites well, then it must go be true. In the mirror and stuff. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, <laughs> I love that, which I hate. I got my thoughts <laughs> from something I fucking hate. <laughs> well, it's just what came up and it's, you know, it is what it is. But it basically, a, a woman in New York actually was, was charged. This happened actually earlier in May. She was charged. They were two... Russian ladies, so I have to apologize for how I'm going to pronounce their names because I know this will be wrong, but Tatiana Nazarinova, uh, who was 31, allegedly, obviously at this point it's not gone to court, has stabbed her roommate Daria Ali Alibieva, uh, who was 27, after she criticized her for drinking. So basically, these women were both Russian, both living in New York, and they, what had happened was the one lady, she, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid saying the names, basically Tatiana is the one who did the stabbing and Daria was the one who got stabbed and apparently Daria had a real drinking problem so she drank all the time and could be really disruptive and loud and I'm not excusing this at all and Tatiana said now it's lockdown I don't want you to drink at all and then Daria got really drunk and Tatiana got so uh, angry she ended up stabbing her so she's currently being held she was captured I think nine days after the attack and she has a $750,000 bond to to get her out so it's unlikely she she would the funny thing is though is that she said I promised myself and my parents that I'm never going to deal with this crazy person again she was acting really crazy and wild and I just think see when you try to stab someone however wacky they're being you've lost the argument because you tried <laughs> to stab them like any you know if you went back to that being a person and a play thing I'm immediately sympathetic with the stabbed character as opposed yeah. to the one you know you could be drunk you could be an asshole you could break my things dance on the table sing you know football chants be the most annoying drunk person keep asking me the same question over and over the minute that I stab you for that and she could have died, you've lost. You're no longer the reasonable person. You're no longer the the adult in the room. So I thought that was interesting because, you know, obviously they, it will put a lot of tension lockdown. But I think you've just always got to think at the moment you get to someone, I am so mad that I think I'm going to take out a knife and physically impale you. 
Just leave the room. Listen to some Enya. Have a bath. Go for a walk. If you can't have a walk, just have a little sleep. Have a nap. Maybe you're overtired. Never let something like someone being too drunk escalate to stabbing. Don't let anything escalate to stabbing. People just need to calm down. However, having said that, a woman back in 2019, her name is Anastasia Carr. She was 41 and she basically was accused. Now, this makes her sound bad. Well, she was. <laughs> um, be clear. Because she bludgeoned a man to death with a hammer and she carved his body into pieces and That's they amazing. were found in, in bin bags. This was in St. Petersburg and it was... Again, I, I mean, there's a theme here. This was obviously in, in Russia. Now, obviously, that is the wrong thing to do. But what <laughs> there's two things I like about this story, and I know I shouldn't laugh, but one, she made several bus journeys to a remote spot three miles away to go and burn the body. And I just think, my God, mm. do you know what? If you're going to bludgeon someone to death and put their body into bin bags, hire a van. Just yes. shell out, you know, just get a hire, take the van. Don't take it on the bus because when everyone smells a decomposing corpse so and you're weird. just sat there yeah, for the third time that week. Well, also, you're going to nowhere. Every time you get off with just this random bin bag that smells in the middle of nowhere, people are going to go, is it weird that she's been on this bus three times today, dude? Just get a van. I and mean, also, that's insane. What can I, sorry, can I ask a question? Because when I when I have a bin with just like rotten vegetables mm. in it, that leaves a trail. Bin bags exactly. aren't strong. Was she in using the strong bin bags? Like what? <laughs> I mean, that might have made the difference. Yeah, but... I mean, this woman's out of control. We don't even know if she double bagged. We don't know. She didn't double bag, bag, I tell you. I don't think she did. And it, it could be, you know, there could have been bin juice. It's crazy. But anyway, so she, she killed him with a hammer and then she di dismembered his body. She However, this is why she did it. And this is where I have a tiny bit of empathy. Okay. The reason she did it was because allegedly, obviously, he can't defend himself now. He killed her cat. Now, Woo! oh, no, he deserved what he got. He deserved <laughs> what he got, bin bag and all. Um, judge, I decide. <laughs> yeah, so apparently he did kill her cat. Now, as a pet owner, I don't own cats, but I do have dogs. I have a little dog named Sully. It's my parents' dog, but I feel in his heart he's my dog. If somebody killed Sully, maliciously i mean i'd let it go if it was an act total accident like you know he was hit by a car nothing anyone could do fine but if you maliciously kill my dog would i bludgeon you i might i don't know yeah. what i'm capable of i love my dog it's possible yeah. but so yeah i think if someone kills your pet i may take your side i'm not sure but i think if if you're just having a fight and someone's a bit too drunk just never stab anyone try not to murder anyone it's so inconvenient for you also you know, I'm trying to appeal to the selfish nature of murderers here and just think it's a lot of admin, a lot of bus journeys in her case. I'm interested, Daisy, how many murderers you think listen to our podcast? Well, you never know, though. There could be, but know. maybe I've just saved people who were a potential murderer. I've just saved everyone a lot of bother because they've thought, oh, I'm not going to do it now. It's a lot of admin. It's a lot of admin in murder, though, isn't it? Yeah. You got to order bin bags. Yeah. You got to order a hammer, hopes it, hope it comes on time. Check your, you know, you got to see what your budget is for the murder. A lot of admin. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal for 
don't murder your flatmate. Well, it's not not actually that though, is it? Because it's don't murder anyone. But if then someone murders your cat, murder them. And it's another classic, another episode where we don't get an episode of How to Survive Your Life without a Daisy bludgeoning to death story. <laughs> so I was thinking for a long time, oh, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna get a bludgeon to death story this week. Okay, cool. And then there she is. Hitting us Bang. from behind with her story. So it was kind of a bit confusing because she's saying if you can do it, if you kill a cat. But I guess my uh, rebuttal will be involving like you really need to think carefully about who you are living with and maybe ask a question like, have you ever stabbed anyone before? And do you kill pets? Do you like animals? Do I do you like animals? I mean, why did he kill the cat? It's disgusting. Thank you, Kaylee. Why would anyone kill a cat? Okay. Kaylee, it is now oh, yes, your turn for your final top tip for surviving flatmates. Okay, so my final top tip is a little bit more out there. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not out there. I've gone a, I've gone a whole week without being out there, staying in there, but it's not as epic as our okay. daisy. So this final top tip is if you're gonna be a borrower, be a replacer too. Now Everybody borrows old tea bags or slices of bread. Old tea bags? I meant odd tea bags, but maybe the tea bags are old. So everyone borrows those things now and then. And that isn't really a problem. It shouldn't be anyway. It's just sort of part of the nature of living with people. The borrower, the the name the borrower, is a different breed of person that you live with and lives off everything that they've scavenged from the people they live with, from their cupboards and their resources. How annoying is it when, you know, you've got a leftover pizza in the fridge and you go to have it, but the borrower's already eaten it. Or when you're, you know, you really want to have that lovely Swedish cider that you had, a little can in the fridge, you really want it, but the borrower's already drank it. So an interesting variant on this borrower is the replacer, and they comfortably scoff all your luxurious Marks and Spencers, double choc chip biscuits, and your cheddar gorge from the actual gorge cheese but when they replace it they replace it with supermarket brands which <gasps> is completely out of order it's just not the same so you can't even be properly annoyed with the replacer because then you're gonna sound very spoiled and posh and snubby snubby snobby snobby i like snubby though snubby snubby the name of one of the little pigs. Um, but if you are going to be a borrower, make sure you replace the product exactly. Like don't drink all the Oatly oat milk and then replace it with the Alpro soy one. It's not the same. It's fine to take. It's one of the luxuries of flatmates. You can get by when you run out. But if you are going to be a borrower, be a grateful replacer too. Now, before I come to my pigs again, I'm just going to tell you a quick story from my childhood, which I haven't done this week. But my Ooh. dad loves, when I was little, loved pickled onions and they were in a big jar in the fridge. And I loved them too, but he wouldn't let me have them. So every day I would just go take a little pickled onion and eat it. But my brother and sister were doing the same thing. So he would come home and have to contend with like a lot, like, I, where's all my pickled onions gone? And I would be like, Oh, I don't know. And my brother, but we were all terrified and we didn't know. Anyway, we never replaced them. We were far too little, five, six, seven, to go to yeah. the shop and buy pickled onions. Yeah. And um, my dad obviously suffered, but he should have just let us have the pickled onions, to be honest. But yeah, we were we were innocent 
borrowers because we were kids. Yes. So, but now let me get to the pigs. We're going to go back to the pigs. Right. So the pigs, three little pigs, went out to watch Boniver one night. He was playing at the local farm. Straw Pig had started dating a girl with long golden curls. She didn't like music, so she stayed at home while all the pigs went to the gig. Now, this happened often until Straw Pig noticed that all his homemade granola had been eaten, his expensive juniper gym was empty, and his spelt-free pasta had gone. Straw Pig asked his girlfriend if she was running his resources dry, and she replied, I was just borrowing it, I'll replace it tomorrow. But when she left that evening, they never saw her again. But then they got word from their mates, three bears, that a pretty blonde girl had borrowed their chair and broke it and borrowed their dinner and never washed up the dishes afterwards. So Straw Pig did love Goldilocks a lot. He knew it was a lucky mistake. And though he struggled with his new partners, because the thing is, he then got a stigma because anyone knew he dated. He was always thinking that they were taking from him and not replacing Mm -hmm. it. And this often triggered him in his new flame relationships. So the fact that she was a borrower and not a replacer had very big impact on Straw Pig's future in the dating world. So please, if you're listening and you are a borrower, and I'm sure some of you are, make sure that you replace or buy some stuff yourself. Great. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. I think my rebuttal would be just to let things go more and actually not be the person that's always kind of counting Oh, because obviously, I mean, if someone, I think it depends on context. I mean, if someone literally takes your entire dinner, sure, maybe ask them not to do that. But as Kaylee said in her earlier argument, which I think she won on, you can make agreements with your flatmates. So these kind of things wouldn't happen. But I think it's, if it's a big issue, you've got that, you know, option to make an agreement. But I also think that, you know, a lot of people get hung up on little things And sometimes it's nice just to be a bit kind and be a bit generous and just let it go and then take their stuff as well. Don't be too snobby of their, you know, they may be poorer than you, so maybe they can't afford super fancy things. Then not everyone's a richie rich, but if they've got what they could afford and still their things. So you might end up being the person who's short on milk and you want to take a bit of their milk. And I think the circle of life it'll all just keep coming full circle and then everyone helps each other. You'll get different experiences. You might try different foods. And then you someone gets find... bludgeoned to death. Uh, Judge, can I continue? Okay, okay. okay. Great. Uh, yeah, yeah, wrap it up, Daisy. I <laughs> I feel like I got heckled by both of you there because she interrupted <laughs> and then you told me to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. In closing, then, I, I think that actually it's just nice to be nice. And if someone takes your food, they probably needed it. And don't worry, you know, if you miss a tea bag or whatever it is, like, you're not going to notice, really. Just if you do notice, just let it go. Share. Be a sharer and a carer. Thank you, Daisy. Excellent. Wow. Ladies, once again, this is a hard one uh, (laughs) because I I don't know how I could never not endorse don't kill someone, don't be a murderer is always a good tip for life, not just surviving roommates and flatmates, just surviving life. However, also, if you're going to be a borrow, uh, if you're going to be a borrow, be a replacer, I, I, I wrote exactly, but you know, similarly, similar level, which hit home for me because I went to uni and I completely supported myself through uni. I paid for my own college. I paid for my own flat. And so when I got to uni, you know, for me and even past that, I didn't have a lot of money. So everything that I had, 
I bought for specific reasons or because I could afford them if I spent a little extra, you know? And so I, I, that being said, I never mind if somebody borrows something, especially if they've run out of something as long as they ask. So I think Daisy makes a good point with her rebuttal. I'm actually going to give Daisy a point for the rebuttal before I get to the two points, because be kind and generous. It's a circle of life. I think that's, again, just good life advice and just help each other out. So yeah, I'm going to give Daisy a point for that. So now we are tied. And that means the two points that's going to decide this week between never let it escalate to stabbing slash murder and if you're going to be a borrow, be a replacer exactly or similarly. I'm going to give it to, I think just don't kill people. I think that's just good life advice. I'm going to say, don't, don't be a murderer. Don't let it escalate. Just don't let it escalate to murder. So I'm giving the two points to Daisy and that means Daisy wins this week. So congrats, Daisy. You are the survivalist of the week. You have survived flatmates. Congratulations. Thank you. You have anything else you want to add to that? No, just it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. It's not about the winning. It's just about having fun. Ah. I'm very generous like that. Ah, finally. Kaylee, your any final thoughts for you? Oink, oink, oink. oink. Okay. (laughs) The words to live by, oink, oink. I am Molly Merwin, your host. I'm joined with Daisy and Kaylee. This is How to Survive Your Life. You can find us on Facebook at How to Survive Your Life. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at How the Number Two, How to Survive pod if you want to email us we love hearing from you you can email us at how to survive your life pod all one word at gmail.com if you liked this episode please like and subscribe and also tell your friends tell your mom tell your grandma tell your cat and we will see you next week as we tell you how to survive your life bye bye Thanks to Jazar for our theme music.